1: Hey, PPC friends. Yes, it's another episode of PPC Rockstars, and we have as our guest today uh, a friend that I have met once. Jeremy, you probably don't remember, but uh, it is none other than Jeremy Hull, the director of bought media at iProspect. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. So, what does the director of bought media at iProspect do? That sounds like a big job.
2: It it, it encompasses a lot of things, especially as the media landscape is uh, fragmenting and changing. So uh, iProspect is a global performance marketing digital agency. And in my role, I oversee all of our bought media channels in the U.S. So that includes uh, performance display, affiliate marketing, structured data, performance video, and, of course, paid search.
1: Wow. Now run through those again.
2: Uh, Performance display. Okay. so banner ads uh, across the networks and DMPs and whatnot gotcha. uh, affiliate marketing for our clients gotcha structured structured data and feeds which can be CSEs PLAs, uh, you know all the anything that involves structured data but is also expanding beyond the channel to really plug into other channels gotcha um, and then performance video as well so YouTube TrueView, those sorts of things and then you know of course paid search which is what I came up in it's To to be completely honest, it's really where my heart is. I I absolutely love paid search marketing.
1: Well, we all know how you feel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today we are going to concentrate on uh, just a subset of of your responsibilities. And Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about, uh, as as pertaining to PPC advertising, uh, account auditing, and audience segmentation. So let's start with account auditing. Uh, what, yep. what's, what's your company's approach to auditing PPC accounts?
2: So we've got, uh, we audit PPC accounts in a couple of different instances, but we always look at them through the same lens and the same process. Um, when we're onboarding new business or talking with a new potential client, a lot of times their question is, how much can you improve our performance? How much should we expect our CPCs to drop? How much should we expect our volume to increase? What can you bring to the table? And to really be able to answer that question, it's great to get a look at their accounts as it is, to go through and see if we can spot opportunities for improvement, uh, best practices, those sorts of things. Uh, we also audit in two other occasions. One is sometimes we'll work with someone who has an in-house CPC team. And we're either managing another channel for them or we're just talking with them. And through that conversation, because there's so much overlap between channels these days, we'll start talking about paid search. And we can perform audits for people that have an in-house PPC team to just get a fresh set of eyes on the account and then pass over some recommendations and opportunities. The, the third time that we'll do audits is, quite frankly, to make sure that we're living our best practices across all of our six U.S. offices, and our global offices. Um, So going in, once again, getting a fresh set of eyes on the account, someone who's not on the team, and just questioning everything. Uh, Really putting everything through the ringer, examining the account structure, all of the settings, match types, bids, and then also questioning, you know, all of the different options, the the extensions that are used, the head rotation strategy, the negative strategy, and just saying, hey, have you considered this? So really, auditing is just about taking a hard look at how you're implementing your paid search strategy and making sure that there are no goofy little mistakes or missed opportunities.
1: Gotcha. So in the case of the first type of audit, is that part of the sales process, and, and is it delivered uh, at no cost, or is that a a, uh, a product that is sold?
2: So the first instance, when we're talking to a potential client, there's, there's no cost. It's part of the RFP process. It's part of the, you know, the business pitch. Because you know, we can come in, everyone's got great case studies. Every agency, every vendor, uh, every technology solution can come in and say, we can reduce your CPCs by 20% and drive this much more revenue because we did it for this guy. But the, the truth is every company is different and every you know, level of opportunity is different. We want to make sure if we're coming in and talking to someone about, you know, potentially partnering with them and being their agency, that we're setting the right expectations. So as part of the new business conversation, a lot of times we'll look at, will we be given read-only access to a paid search account and just basically go through there, kick the tires, and then be able to come in and say, you know, hey, you know, there's a big opportunity here. We think we can really change the game within the first three months. Or more realistically, you know, sometimes come in and say, hey, you guys are doing a pretty good job. So we're not going to go in and say we're going to cut your CPCs in half or anything super salesy like that. Instead, we'll focus on the next steps, where we can take it to the next level versus just, you know, improving an existing strategy.
1: Gotcha. So what what are the most common mistakes that you see in PPC campaigns?
2: So the most common mistakes that I see in paid search campaigns Really, the the biggest, uh, the most common mistakes are also a lot of times the easiest to fix. Uh, The first thing I do when I'm auditing an account, whether I'm looking at it in the UI, the AdWords or the Bing UI, or I'm downloading it into an editor tool or looking at it in in Excel, I always look at the campaign settings. Because there are a lot of things that are controlled at the campaign level, and they're very confusing. And they change pretty frequently as Google and Bing create new variations, new offerings. And while we're great partners with Google and Bing and I love what they do, at the same time when they roll out a new campaign setting feature, they tend to opt you into the setting that's probably the least strategic, Mm -hmm. Um, something that is just uh, more of a catch-all, focused on driving more traffic versus uh, really performance-oriented. So what I do is I go through the campaign settings for all the live campaigns and just look for outliers. Do you have, for instance, ad rotation? There are instances to use three of the four rotation settings that Google gives you. There's one of them that I'm not a fan of the rotate uh, for 90 days and then optimize. (laughs) I'm not a fan of ever using that because it's hard to keep track of. But whether you're optimizing the clicks, optimizing the conversions, or even rotating evenly because you're running a test, all of those are valid strategies. What I look for is, do you have some of your campaigns set to one and some of them set to another? And then I question the team, why are you doing this? So it's mainly looking for inconsistencies. The the second most common error that I'm seeing right now is kind of a holdover from the whole enhanced campaigns transition we went through a year ago. You know, Because mobile is now rolled in with uh, tablet and desktop on Google, and Bing is about to do the same thing over the course of the next six months, uh, a lot of people made that transition, but didn't really go through and adjust all the settings. So anytime I see a paid search campaign with the mobile bid modifier set to zero or not entered, that's a big red flag to me because that means that you're bidding the same for traffic on smartphones as you are on other devices. And again, arguments could be made for opting in or opting out for any particular client. But if there's no strategy in place there, then that says to me it's probably accidental and no one's really looking at what that smartphone traffic is doing.
1: That's a really good point. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. Hey, uh, how about missed opportunities? What are the most common missed opportunities that you see?
2: So, you know, there are a lot of really advanced opportunities, such as geo-segmentation, bid modifiers by geographic location by time of day. But really, when I'm looking at missed opportunities – The first place I go these days, and this would have been a different answer a year ago, is the Opportunities tab in the UI, in the actual AdWords site or the Bing site. Now, a lot of people don't look at that very often for very good reason. In the past, to be quite frank, those tabs were basically Google and Bing giving you a list of suggestions of, here's how you should spend more money. You want more traffic? Bid these up. You want more traffic? Add these keywords. And while there were some useful suggestions in there, they had to be taken with a grain of salt. Uh, To both Google and Bing's credit, they have revamped those opportunities tabs to not just focus on, hey, here's ways you can spend more money, but to give you more efficiencies. So a great example of that is if you go into the Google opportunities tab, one of the things you might see through your account is these three campaigns are eligible to be serving site links, but you don't have any site links added. Mm -hmm. So write the site links, load them for those campaigns, and you'll see improved quality score, since extensions are now factored into quality score, and improved performance. And that's, that's great because it's not necessarily making you spend any more money. It's just a quick and easy fix to get more out of what you're already doing.
1: Excellent point. Hey, Jeremy, we have to uh, <clears throat> pause now for uh, some messages from our sponsors. So we'll pick this conversation up in a second. And listeners, listeners please stay with us. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after
0: we click through our sponsors.
3: WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here.
0: Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your
1: host, David Zatella, And we are back with Jeremy Hull and uh, talking about audits. And uh, let's, let's cap off the last conversation. You're absolutely right that the opportunities tab uh, in both AdWords and Bing ads uh, now contains some really useful information. And I think a lot of advertisers... Uh, wrongly make the assumption that when there's an important uh, new opportunity uh, that uh, Google or Bing ads will flash up a notification in the notification area in AdWords, that's that little bell with a exclamation point up in the upper right-hand corner. And uh, I'm sure you've seen, as I have, that Uh, there are frequently, if not always, opportunities under the opportunities tab that are not explicitly called out in the notifications.
2: I'd I'd even take that one step further and say I've seen a lot of teams, uh, both from auditing external accounts and new business opportunities, that aren't even looking at that alerts tab. And I think that's a a bit of a byproduct of the prevalence of third-party management solutions. So if you're using double click search, if you're using Marin, if you're using Kenshu, that login becomes the lens that you see your account through. And those are great platforms and we partner with all three of them and we see great results. But the challenge is that if you're only logging into your management platform and your day to day team isn't logging in to actually log into the AdWords website they're not going to see those alerts. Right. And so it's it's not uncommon to for for us to, you know, be looking at an account log in and just see a laundry list of disapproved ads, ad groups with no targeting, uh, you know, ad uh, ad groups with no ad copy, you know, those sorts of things that are just sitting there Google's told you about them, but because people aren't taking the time to look at their accounts through the lens of the actual AdWords UI, they don't notice them.
1: That's a great point. Uh, and I've noticed that uh in recent months um they must have improved the algorithm such that they're they're now uh this is adwords is, is now well actually adwords and bing ads are now calling out when there is a uh, keyword conflict when there's, there's yeah. a negative keyword that's blocking the uh the display of ads because it uh, is identical to or includes the word in an explicit positive keyword. So uh, bottom line for listeners is uh, check check the notifications area of both uh, AdWords and Bing Ads because you might see some good and bad surprises.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we require our teams, and again, we're big users of management platforms. The bid algorithms and the ad scheduling and the functionality are great. But we also require our teams to log in at least once a week and just review and clear out any alerts and opportunities simply because it's it's useful information but it's easily missed
1: sure hey Jeremy let's switch gears and and talk about another topic that's uh, pretty topical, which is audience segmentation um, we, uh, we We've both uh, been around for quite a while and seen that uh, increasingly it's uh, important to understand how to target uh... groups and subgroups of personas and people uh... At, at, as, as importantly as uh... understanding how to control targeting using keywords so how, how, do, how do you and your company approach audience segmentation for ppc
2: so it's it's really interesting because especially when looked at the through the lens of various other channels that have audience profiles and audience data paid search is quite different um, the strength of paid search is, is from the very beginning has been based on that declared intent of a keyword. Here's a customer in the moment of truth that they're engaged, they're asking a question, they're looking for an answer. Not only that, they're telling you explicitly what they're looking for. So they're setting you up for success. And that's why paid search has worked so well. And there's a lot of talk about the future of our keywords going to go away someday. And I don't think keywords will ever completely go away from paid search simply because that is the foundation of that you know direct, active engagement. But more and more, advertisers are having the opportunity to supplement this declared intent, this primary signal of a keyword, with secondary signals that allow them to infer more about their audience. Um, you know the, sec- the first secondary signal that we tapped in, going back to like 2006, 2007, when it first really came of age, was geotargeting. Um, geo-segmentation. This is a perfect example of something that the engines built for a specific use case for advertisers that needed to focus their advertising in specific geographic areas. But it's something that every advertiser can take advantage of because you know geographic location is a great way to segment your consumers. And it's not just about are they close to a store or not. It's about knowing where your brand is strongest and capitalizing on that. Uh, There are several ways that you can do that. And the ways that we've seen success are just starting from a list of your top performing cities and DMAs, creating cloned mirror campaigns, targeting those locations, and bidding more aggressively or allocating more budget that direction. Uh, Taking a step further, for some of our clients, we've just gotten a list from their CRM of their top 10,000 zip codes. And then we create two versions of each campaign, one for the top zip codes, one for everywhere else. And if we need to pull back on budget, we can pull back on everyone that's not in the top zip codes. That way we're not missing opportunity with our key audience. But geography is just one element of audience segmentation. And again, it goes beyond just bid modifiers. Bid modifiers are great, but there's a lot more that you can do. To me, the most exciting and actually most underused audience segmentation technique in paid search today is remarketing lists for search ads, RLSA. we were fortunate enough to beta test that with Google for about a year and a half before it's released, and it's it's really cool, and it's so effective. The challenge with RLSA is it's not just a switch you flip. It's not like, you know, broad match modifier or a campaign setting where you throw it in there and see what happens. To use RLSA, you can't just do a tactical execution. You have to overlay it with strategy. You have to have a reason. So with say you can speak differently to your audience based on their past interaction with your brand on your site. So a great easy use of that is you know, identifying people who have been to your site before and haven't completed a purchase, building an audience list like that, and bidding more aggressively or offering more promotional messaging to those users. Uh, Alternately, you can use RLSA to exclude people. For one of our financial institutions that we manage accounts for, we tracked users who logged in. And again, this is not personally identifiable information. This is anonymous. This is 100% you know lives within Google system. We don't get individual access to it. But what that allowed us to do was identify people who already had a relationship with this financial institution. They have a banking account. And what we did is, for those users, we did not bid on our trademark keywords because they were using search as navigation. And if we showed an ad when they searched for the bank name, then they would click on the ad and just log in versus clicking on the first natural search result, which is where they wanted to go.
1: Good point. Hey, um, one of my favorite uh, new audience segmentation features is uh, one that Google rolled out with very little fanfare, which is called in-market segments. Mm-hmm. And some... Uh, I, I won't explain the magic by which Google claims to know uh, the following information, but they claim to know uh, which users are interested or, or about to buy uh, certain products or and, and services. Uh, so, for example, you can target uh, – you can show ads to people who are not only interested in buying a new car but are interested in buying a particular model of a new car. Uh, mm-hmm. Likewise, uh, you can target home buyers, but not just home buyers, but buyers of new homes, buyers of used homes, uh, people that are interested in rentals, and so on. Hey, um, with that, um, we need to pause again for some important sponsor announcements. Jeremy, uh, this is great. Uh, uh, stay with us, please. And listeners, we'll be right back. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors.
3: Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com.
4: Mark and Robin sponsor seller meetup groups, share shipping tips and tricks through social media, and always love talking to customers and helping solve shipping challenges. Check out the website at bubblefast.com. Sign up for the Bubble Briefs newsletter to join the Bubble Fast family. Use promo code WMR to get a 5% discount or call Mark and Robin at 877-599-7447. Happy shipping from Mark and Robin at Bubble Fast.
0: The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David
1: Zatella. And we're down to the wire with uh, Jeremy Holf of iProspect. Jeremy, um, let's switch gears again. I'm interested, you you know, you've you've been in the industry a long, long time and have a good historical perspective. Um, When you think of new Google AdWords features, what are uh, one or two that uh, really excite you?
2: So, you know, honestly, the, the most exciting feature is the one we were just talking about, remarketing lists for search ads, simply because I feel like advertisers have only scratched the surface, and there's a lot more that can be done. And it, it's a cool feature because Google rolled it out with some basic use cases around it, but the industry every day is finding new ways to use it and new ways to segment their audiences. Um, I agree. You know, to, to me, the most exciting features on the horizon are, one, they still kind of in an embryonic stage. So across the digital landscape as a whole, several different companies and technologies are kind of building ecosystems where the customer moves around through the searcher, the customer, call them what you want, moves around through that ecosystem, and you're able to tap into various pieces of information in a non-intrusive, non-creepy way. Um, And the reason that it's non-intrusive and non-creepy Really hinges on the fact of are you bringing additional value and are you being more relevant, more personalized, uh, more adapted to their situation. So, you know, when I look at, you know, exciting developments in the digital marketing space as a whole and within paid search, it really comes down to the fact that as people, the the walls are coming down. Uh, a perfect example of that is, you know, any study for the past five years about device usage you'll see a graph. And I, again, I don't care who this comes from. you will kind of see this graph in the study. Uh, here is what computer users do. Here are the activities of smartphone users. And here are the activities of tablet users, whether that's time on site or conversion rate, et cetera. Uh, what that graph always ignores is these aren't three separate buckets of people. There isn't someone who only has a computer these days. You know, everyone has a smartphone. This is the same person moving seamlessly between devices and interacting with your brand, and the challenge was that it was very hard. And you know, we like data in paid search. We want more and more data that we can dive into and optimize to. But it's very, very hard to assemble that data across those separate devices. So, you know, one of the features that Google has rolled out um, in the, over the past year has been cross-device conversion estimates. Right. And again, this is using data from within their ecosystem to just shed some light to Unveil what activity is taking place across devices. Is it 100% perfect? No, but what it is is very much more real time than anything we've had across devices before. Previously, if brands wanted to understand how their computer, how their consumers interacted across devices, they'd do a big study. They'd partner with a data company. They'd assemble. They'd do something over several months, assemble it, and go. This is it. This is what our consumer does. We can't afford to do another one of these studies for three years, so just use this for the next three years. <laughs> right. um, what the cross-device conversion tracking with Google allows you to do is test and iterate. If we heavy up on mobile spend, what happens? Let's analyze it for the next three weeks. Okay, now let's pull back on mobile spend and analyze that. And it really kind of gives that same real-time, uh, responsive, analytical opportunity to marketers in a new way of looking at consumers
1: that's a great point and uh you know it's it's indisputable even though that number is is is, uh uh can't possibly be precise uh and that is the the number of cross device conversions that google reports and even though the number of view through conversions can't be precise at this time uh it's absolutely absolutely certain that some combination of the reported conversions view through conversions cross device conversions uh some combination of that uh of the three numbers that Google reports is, is, is a real trustable number. And it's certainly higher than the number of traditionally reported conversions. So, um, you know, I always tell clients that, uh, you know, I'm reporting on this, this number, this, uh, uh, number of transactions and the amount of revenue it's generated, for example, uh, but the reality is much higher and here's why, or, or some, somewhat higher and here's why. See what I'm saying? Yeah,
2: absolutely. And, you know, even, I would never go in and say our primary KPI is cross divide conversions because to your point it's it's an aggregate, it's an estimate. I think Google has done a really good job of building that estimate. That was that 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 particular feature was supposed to launch at the same time as enhanced campaigns and it was actually delayed by several months because they wanted to make they knew they had to get it very accurate out of the gate. Gotcha. But to me it's so useful as a directional piece of data so I'm still going to manage your core KPI your site analytics your DA your omniture but this is going to allow me to inform my strategy to drive a better number for your core KPI which is the, the you know the number of truth that we all believe in but this is additional insight you know unveiled data that I can add to my strategy as I'm making strategic decisions
1: to drive the best results I can for your business good point hey Jeremy unfortunately we have come to the end of the program. I, I apologize. We've got, we'll have to have you on again. We've, we've got a lot to talk about. But uh, for now, f- thanks, for, thanks for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: How can people contact you if, um, if, if uh, they want to follow up with you?
2: Yeah, if you just go to iProspect.com, you can find all of our contact information. And if you just you know, send an email to uh, the, the email on the site, uh, that will get passed along to me. Uh, I'm, I'm an old, you know, I love digital marketing, I'm a bit of an old fuddy-duddy in that I'm not super active on
1: Twitter, so. (laughs) Ah, okay. I wondered. And, um, let's see, where will you be speaking next? So, uh, I'm going to be up at Adweek,
2: uh, in New York. Uh, the session is still TBD. I'm waiting to hear back on something. And then, uh, I'm actually presenting in a few trainings for Google a few weeks after that, uh, the Google New York office, which I'm very excited about.
1: Cool. Uh, presenting to advertisers?
2: Presenting to advertisers as a guest of Google.
1: Wow. Good for you. Yeah, I'm
2: excited about that.
1: Well, again, thank you for joining us, and, and we'll have you on again. All right. Fantastic. Thank you. Okay, Jeremy. And listeners, thanks for hanging with us again this week, and come back next week for another episode of PPC Rockstars. PPC